Well, you only live once, maybe not And this life right now might be all we've got So let's contemplate the hereafter While we speculate with some laughter About this grim thing that happens to us all After that final curtain call But before you take that final breath Let's laugh about, let's laugh about Welcome to Let's Laugh About Death, the dramedy podcast that celebrates life while contemplating the inevitable. You know, we're all going to die one day. What the hell? Why even worry about this shit? So, um, yeah, I'm going to take over for Tim. He kind of decided he's going to cut out for a bit. Um, I don't know what his problem is. He's kind of been a wuss lately. So, yeah, this is his... uh, We're not even related. I don't even know what kind of concept he's got of me being on this thing. I met the guy at a freaking grocery store. So we were waiting in line. And get this. This guy goes, I do a podcast. Would you be interested in hosting it? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he says, well, you know what? I'll just listen to this. And he gives me some, I don't know, some nonsense on YouTube and has me kind of just do the, the, I, I, this is my first time doing this. I don't know what the hell he even wants. So anyway, I'm just fucking with you guys. So this is Tim. I, uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of have a little fun today. You know, it's, it's, we've all been cooped up for so long and it's only going to get worse, you know? And so I, uh. I'm just going a little stir crazy like the rest of you. So have to have fun. I talk to myself. There's like 17 of me and we all have conversations. That guy that was just talking is the one that we all hate. We've all ganged up on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a weird mood today. So anyway, my guest today is Dr. Lunid Lewis, and she is a doctor of organizational psychology and leadership. And it's a very funny conversation. She talks about how when she uh, immigrated here from Haiti at the age of 10, middle of February, Coming to New York City, culture shock, uh, just her description of it is great. It's a very fun conversation. Um, but she is the developer of an app called Hit Savers, and it is something for helping you build your morning routine. It's very cool. Um, basically, it's one-minute steps to, that you do in the morning, and you do all these things. And one of them, I'm going to be honest with you, one of them I'm very frightened of doing, so I've been kind of bad about using the app myself. Um it's a uh, uh, one minute of cold water in the shower, and I just I uh, can't. But I know that it works. I've seen it with other people saying that that's one of the best things you can do because it kind of kind of gets the brain recharged and capillaries and and all that kind of fun stuff. So, um, so Lunid, when you when you listen to this, just know that I I want to do the app that way, but I just am too chicken shit. So, um, but uh, yeah, we have a great conversation. We talk about. You know, her relocating here, um, the, basically just the their whole whole background on uh, embracing, you know, her her experiences and and you know, it's just it's one of those things that it's very encouraging. It's to know that she came here as a ten year old and just went for it. So, yeah, I um, I'm very very uh, glad she was on the show. We just had a lot of fun, and uh, I'm glad that she's doing something like this app for people. And uh, yeah, so. I really don't have much else to talk about, um, except for the fact that, yeah, it's it's a case of, I know we're all going a little bit squirrely, 
So, you know what? I was going to just cut into the intro there, and I was going to say enjoy the episode, but yeah, I'm going to continue a little bit here because <clears throat> I'm just going to cough in your ear, and I'm going to embrace the whole imperfection that is the world of COVID. Uh, in other words, you know, you go to any of the stores and they're not quite the same as they were. And, you, you know, you talk to friends and then it's not quite the same because you can't do it face to face as easily. Um, I, uh, I, in fact, I reconnected with a high school friend and we're going to meet on Zoom tomorrow. And I was talking with my wife about that, that Zoom is now feels normal. I know I've mentioned this before, but before COVID, if looking on the bright side of COVID, if there is such a thing, is the fact that it's on one hand brought me closer together with people in my life that I've kind of just distanced myself from. Not intentionally, just, you know, you sit there and think, okay, well, I'll call them once a year. Uh, we'll talk once a decade, that kind of thing. This guy here, he, we, we, he and I haven't talked probably in almost 20 years. And, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where well, you know, they live seven, 800 miles away. Well, now with, with Zoom and Skype and things like that, it's normal. You could have to do that with somebody who lives two miles away. So two miles away, 700 miles away, 7,000 miles away. It's no difference. So it's bringing the world a little bit closer together on one hand um, while keeping them apart on the other hand. It's like one of those, it's almost that, what, what are those analogies? The... Uh, you know, things and stories. It's a, it's a type of trope where, you know, you, you get it's You know what? It's Midas. It's the Midas touch. It's that whole want all the gold and you can touch everything and it turns to gold, but you can't eat, you know, just things like that. Not saying it's on par with that, but it's kind of, it kind of is in the sense that, you know, we can talk to everybody, but we just can't be with them. And so that's, that's really an unfortunate thing. And, and I, <clears throat> I'm fortunate enough to not have, you know, not have to be in isolation with when it comes to my family. You know, there are people who they go to the hospital and they're never going to physically touch their loved ones again. And that's something that is, I don't even know if there's a word for that. You know, it's, it's not just sad. You know, that seems so cheap to say it's sad or unfortunate. There almost needs to be a new word invented. You know, it's, it's like take sad and atrocity and unfortunate and devastating and meld all those into one word. You know, maybe we can come up with something, but it's, 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 there's just so much more to it than that. You know, imagine watching a loved one die through a window. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it. So yeah, that took a turn. That took a turn fast. You know, I start off with some goofy freaking character, and here I am talking about death. It's like this podcast is about death. Or oh, oh, yeah, I guess it is. Okay. Well, I'm not laughing about that subject, though. So, but we are going to laugh with uh, Dr. Lunid Lewis. So, enjoy. Put on some kind of like a, a, a presentation, I guess, if you will. So, but anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, I guess uh, you know, for myself and the listeners, I mean, I know, I know a little bit about uh, uh, your background in that. But uh, if you could just kind of uh, give us an idea of, of, of you know, your your name and and, and uh, tell us about yourself. 
For sure. Hello, Tim. Yes. <laughs> I am from Haiti, um, born and raised in a third world country. So okay. a little island in, in the Caribbean islands over there. And my background is, you know, came into this country with a total culture shock, right? Didn't know the language. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, I came in, left an island where it's 90 degrees and tropical all the time and then migrated to New York City, <laughs> landed it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Talk about yeah. Dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> and probably, I mean, I, I personally, I've never been to New York, but yeah, it, it's like, I, New York always kind of struck me as kind of like the you make it here or you don't kind of attitude. <laughs> it's so brutal. Yeah. I mean, just not even just the weather, but it's just that hustle and bustle exactly. mentality that New York carries with it. And people love it. My mother still resides there and love it after 25 years wow. of being in the country. And for me, not being able to drive and find parking wasn't going to work anymore. <laughs> I, I <was laughs> needed to have control over uh, my mode of transportation. <laughs> so yeah, totally. we, we, we landed in New York and it was end of February. Okay. <laughs> I am dressed in my Sunday best. We're talking about knee high church dress. If you know any Haitians, we are very colorful and bright. We dress <laughs> <laughs> to impress wherever we're going. We even have different, different socks that's like for church, school and, and hangout. Oh, that's wow. how particular my Haitian families are about uh, dressing. And we got dressed right before we were going to church. So we had the ankle socks and we had the knee-high dresses and the fluffy elbow pads. And we we got up at 4.30 in the morning and that was the time of opportunity for me. It was like, oh, early in the morning, no one is outside. It's quiet because Haiti is usually, it's a marketplace of like, you know, everybody's in the marketplace selling something. Okay. And so it was very quiet. And then we got to um, get on a, a plane. We landed in New York. It is bone-chilling cold. <laughs> I am telling you, talking about culture shock, and there was white stuff coming from the sky. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that before. That now, I, so you never had anything like colder than probably a, a cold uh, snap would be something like 70 degrees then in Haiti. Even more than like 80 degrees, that's oh. just a shower. It just rains. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So my body didn't know how to behave or react to what was happening. And we got, we landed in JFK, stood outside and was, we like froze to death. Like, oh, <laughs> oh I'm what sure. Is, what is going on? And my grandfather met us um, and he didn't bring just coats. He bought blankets because he knew. It was like the <laughs> coldest time of the year. Oh, yeah. Like January, February. And we landed. That was just total culture shock. And then we came um, beyond that, we didn't know the language. We were young. It was my mom. Wow. I'm a single parent with um, three of us, and I'm the oldest out of the three. Okay. And I, and I was 10 years old, so the other ones are babies, right? Yeah, and so yeah. We, we come in. We didn't know English. And so what ended up happening with a lot of parents who, uh, who migrated from other countries, third world countries, is the kids learn English for the parents. So the okay. kids can translate for the parents and, and read for the parents and do all that too for the parents because the parents, you know, it, it's harder to learn a new language Absolutely. when you are. Mm -hmm, no, that, that that's totally. So, okay. It's, so, so uh, does, does your mom, does she speak English at all right now or, or not? 
it's very minimal. It's yeah. like, hi, how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest, most New Yorkers probably don't talk to each other anyways. So. They don't. That's true. <laughs> There's no need. Yeah. <laughs> And then she surrounds herself with the Haitian community, and that happens to a lot. You know, there's Chinatown, you know, there's True, Hispanic yeah. Town. We just kind of stay, try to keep more, as much of the culture as possible. We don't want to integrate too much. <laughs> the, the older parents, anyway, don't want to integrate too much. But as a child, I was always curious. Like, I want to learn. How can I expedite this learning process? I need to learn this language so I can express myself. <laughs> so, so I can start. Um, I started going to school, and then what I would do is I would read like, romance novels. I would find romance novels in my grandfather's house and I would stay up till midnight reading them because I figured if I can try to make out the words, eventually something will happen. Yeah, no, that's actually <laughs> that's, pretty insightful, uh, especially at that age to say, I'm going to give this a shot and see what I can figure out. And and because uh, I've always wondered about that, how, you know, I, I there have been times where I'll turn on a channel and uh, um you know, like something that's got a, a different language or I'll put on a, a movie that has subtitles and I'll try and watch it without subtitles and just be like, how much can I pick up? And it, it amazes me when people are able to pick up a second language just simply from the context of the words. Mm -hmm. Especially if they're bilingual already. Yeah, totally. Right? Especially that's... if they know another language because it's easier to learn that way. And, and the younger, the better. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, in fact, uh, when I was uh, when I was little, we lived in in a suburb of the Chicago area, and we had Chinese neighbors, and they were from they were from China, and we were you know we're Irish Catholics you know living in the in the, in the, the suburbs there, and uh, there were like nine of us, and there were like twelve of them or something. But when I was little, this was when I was like four or five. Apparently, my my sister told me that I would go. I remember hanging out with the two girls that lived next door. And they were teaching me Chinese and I was picking it up. I couldn't tell you any of it now. But um, yeah, and it was like because little kids can absorb it like a sponge and you were probably right on the cusp of where, you know, it might have been a little bit harder for you. But it, yeah, I mean, you you were able to pick it up. That's that is I'm so impressed by people who can speak more than one language. It really, you know, impresses me, especially fluently. So, you yeah. Know, I, you being able to pick it up, you know, just learning that one language, new ones are being fired, right? You want to learn more. Totally, you're getting sure. smarter. You're getting smarter just by learning it. It's really fascinating um, how that works. But I was 10 years old at the time, and so I was, as you say, right around the age where I can still absorb like a sponge. Yeah, um, yeah whatever I was learning. And so that was my goal is I need to learn this language because it's a hindrance. Mm -hmm. I realized early on it was hindering me from expressing myself because they put me in ESL, um, English as a second language classes, mm -hmm. and which means that it starts in French and Creole and then some English because they want you to transition. They want you to learn. They want you to fall behind type of thing. But they didn't just throw you into English classes because you would not make it out. No. Yeah. But, you wouldn't know what was going on. Yeah, and so because I was in ESL, it was easier if I had a question from what I read the day before. Hopefully, it wasn't a romantic word like a breast. So. <laughs> right, I know. Yeah. He groped me. I'm like, you go to my science teacher. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> what, does, what does grope mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh man! So it was it was helpful because I, I I got that mentality that mindset. I was so driven even as, as a child because I wanted to um, expedite my not just my learning, but I, I realized over the years I'm also a maximizer by nature. Like I want to get the best experience out of everything that I I, I encounter or I'm part of, but I also 
just love to um, never leave anything how I found it. And so I, with that and attitude, with that mindset, I knew I had to learn, keep learning, keep growing, keep exploring, because I, there's always ways to improve and ways to be better. That's yeah, that makes sense. I mean, uh, well, and and honestly, it's that's a, that's a great philosophy to have because I think a lot of times when people think they've learned everything they did that they need to learn, they start kind of not dying, but they stop. They stop living to some degree. It's 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 dying, Tim. You yeah. Okay. It. Yeah, it, you're right. This is a podcast about death. We'll call it what it is. Yeah, we'll call it what it is. <laughs> the minute you stop learning, you are dead. Yeah, because, because you you become complacent. You become bingo. stagnant. You, no new information is being t- uh, imported. Remember, I told you as you were learning that new language, new ones were being fired. You were getting smarter. That's true. You were thinking of different ideas because you had one idea is a spiral domino effect for other ideas to to form. That's how the brain in- increases and enlarges and learn and grow, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess it's it's one of those things I never really thought of. But yeah, there are the people who. Who you know, of course, accepting the the people that uh, you know have a learning disability, but there are those people who just they they have a tendency to want to learn more and absorb information, and then there are those people who are just like you said, complacent, and that's uh, it's it's sad, it's unfortunate, but you know, in the same sense, you can't force anybody to do that. They've got to want to have that drive themselves, and it sounded like yeah, at, at a young age, you were you were ready to take everything on. So that's that's. I, I'm impressed by people who, you know, someone like yourself who is, who saw the 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 nest, you know, necessity for that at such a young age. That's impressive. Yeah, that, I was I was talking to um, your friend Chris. Also, that curiosity it it, it, it drives you to want to explore in in travel. It's one of the best thing you can do for yourself is travel is to uh, explore the world to. outside. Yeah, that's explore the world outside of you. It just gives you. Um, just compassion and then it, it builds uh, more desire to see other cultures. I love learning about other cultures. Yes. Yes. That's you, you, I, I would, I honestly, I would love to, to be able to at some point, especially when my wife and I, you know, maybe when we're not having to do so much of the, the day job of being able to, you know, go to different countries and, and, you know, just hang out for a month or two because I've, I've actually right. – I've seen websites where they're like great places to retire for a little money. And I'm like, well, I probably won't have much of a retirement, so maybe I'll check these places out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where it's like you could go and, and you know, and, and, and people are welcoming there. And, and, of course, you know, they're going to tell you that. It's not necessarily going to be the case all the time. But – um, it's just a matter of, of going and just trying something different. I mean, I've been out of the country, but the most I've been out of the country was Canada, which is, let's be honest, it's just an extension of what we are in the U S pretty much, you know, mm-hmm. for the most part. But I did go to Tijuana when I was like 12 with an uncle yeah. and my aunt. And that was, that was different, <laughs> you know, so, but it, but oh, it yeah. did open my eyes to so the rest of the world the rest of the world, world. At, at a younger age yeah we were on a trip and you know one day we ended up in tijuana so it was, i don't even know why to this day but um but yeah you know and, and but it at least gave me an appreciation that it wasn't just what my city was my neighborhood was i mean i after chicago we moved to a town where i would talk and it was a small town it was uh, about 100 miles north of detroit it was called saginaw and i would talk to people who'd never left saginaw not even left right. Michigan, but left Saginaw. It's like, God, mm-hmm. you know, how are you even existing without, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it just blows my mind. But, you know, if they don't know any better, 
then, you know, and, and I would say, okay, so you mean you never left Saginaw? You never lived outside of Saginaw? It's like, no, the furthest I've ever been was Flint, which was about 40 miles yeah. south. And it's like, wow, wow, yeah. So tra- I totally agree in travel, you know, and, and uh, I had a guest on once before who talked about traveling. Um, what did she call it? It was, um, I think it was called like, I don't know, it, basically a way of traveling where you just kind of couch surf and, you, you know, you go from person to person and there are different ways that you could travel for very, very minimal cash. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, uh, there, there's definitely value, especially if I was if I was 20 years younger, I would totally do something like that right now. Knowing what I know now, absolutely. I'd go travel and do, you know, explore and learn and experience more. Feed that curiosity for yeah, sure. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've always been uh, been curious, and um, curiosity has really led me to learn so much. And when and, and and read, I used to read so much just to learn English. And when I got English, um, I started reading like business books, self development books, self development wow. books, just so I can understand myself. Because uh, let's let's be real. We all have trauma. We all have baggage, right? We all have some type of anxiety and depression. I myself was struggling with PTSD hard. It was bad. And I had, you know, I had to overcome it. And so I I think I even studied psychology because I wanted to heal myself. (laughs) I have a degree in psychology. That's actually, that's an interesting, you know, it's, yeah. So yeah, I I saw you've got the, uh, uh, the doctorate in psychology, correct? Correct. Yeah. And, and to do that, <clears throat> wow, my voice is crackling. I guess I'm hitting puberty. Um, to do that <laughs> with, uh, um, you know, as a, as like a self help type of thing is actually pretty pretty wild, you know, because most of the time it's more of an external type of thing that you're trying to help. But to be able to do that, it helped. I'm sure it helped you understand your own uh, issues. You mentioned uh, PTSD. Was that from like moving here to the culture shock, or was there something else? If you don't mind me asking, I mean, it's. Yeah, no, no problem. The culture shock or the moving was minor. So what ended up happening is um, because my mom was a single parent mm-hmm. and coming to here with no um, no money and also just three kids trying to feed three kids. So she yeah. had to go to she had to work during the day and then go to school at night to learn um, English. Wow. And so while she was in night school, she met her um, boyfriend, now her husband. And so while she was still going to school, um, she had to leave us because he moved in. He had to leave us um, at home with him. And so there's three of us, two girls and one boy. I'm the oldest. And so what ended up happening for about two years, that um, that boyfriend then, now the husband, molested both my sister and I for two years straight, like uh, nonstop. And so when it finally came out, we told uh, my mom about it. It came out actually when I was in high school because um, I was acting out. You know, um, school was my thing. Like, that's yeah. the only thing I can control. After being molested, I was like, I have no control. Why did this happen to me? I, I, did I let it happen? Uh, I, I'm damaged good now. I had all these oh, negative God. thoughts, automated yeah. negative thoughts, um, running rancid and controlling my every decision. And so, I, uh, to be frank, I studied psychology because I was like, I can't help anybody if I'm like this. I can't provide any value to anyone if I'm if I'm riddled with these negative thoughts and, and lack of self-worth and self-value. I, I deep down inside I wanted to help other people, but I was in no, no shape to do so. Yeah. So that's why I, I, I started um, I did psychology to to help the healing process for myself and then I can um, extend it out to helping others. But 
to get to go back towards um, high school after the molestation stuff. I was acting out and I was being disrespectful. I was like standing up to my mother, just angry. And then she shipped me out to my grandmother to bar- to live in Boston. Um, and that was <laughs> another friendly city. Yeah, another <laughs> another cold, friendly city. Not as fast as New York, though, but still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in California, and I had a couple of moves to find the one, you know? Oh, yeah. that's uh, where, Whereabouts in California are you? San Diego, like south. That's what I thought. I thought I saw that in your in your contact information. San Diego, I, I went out there one, uh, a couple times, but it, there was one time, and it's like, yeah, I could see why people would want to live here. It's just very, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very cool place. So It's but, so uh, lovely. It's so nice. I, I get up every day, and I say I'm thankful for living in America's finest city. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I'm impressed at the fact that you were able to turn – an awful situation like that, that uh, into a way to help other people. Because I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I would rather take advice from somebody who's been there, who's done it, who's had the problems. You know, because you, you go to a, it's it's like you go to a doctor and uh, you know a medical doctor, and you and you try and explain the symptom, and they don't quite get it. But you know, if you can go to a doctor who's like, oh yeah, like my 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 son had a condition when he was an infant. Okay, and we would take them to the doctors and it was a, it was a thing called congenital torticollis. And basically it's like one of the neck muscles uh, uh, didn't develop when he was in the womb. And so his head kept turning to the right and it would always turn to the right. And uh, and we'd take him to the different pediatricians. And finally, we we're like, you know, what? let's try this other doctor that my wife used to go to. And he was all like, oh, I know exactly what that is. Yeah, do this. Here's a thing. Get this. Put this around his neck. It'll strengthen the muscles again. And it fixed it. And it's done. And then it's done. Yeah. And so what what you did or what had you had happened to you allows you to deal with the trauma and allows you to be able to truly help people more than someone who's never been through anything like that. So, you know, you took a negative, a major negative and turned it into a super positive. So that's very, very impressive. Thank you. Turning it into a superpower because, I, like I said, I was useless to everyone else because uh, I, I was walking around with, um, you know, riddled with negative, automatic negative thoughts. I, yeah. was, I, I didn't know how I could help people. I didn't even talk to people. I was mute for about a year. Wow. Seriously, I would I only talk when I needed to. And that was in, in class because I was so... I was so hurt. I was so hurt, not just from the abuse, but I think what hurt even more was the abandonment issue. Because when it came out in high school and then as the, the, I, I was told to go see a, a counselor because I was becoming so um, just angry and wanting to fight. I'm, a, I'm, I'm more of a lover than a fighter, <laughs> but I was so aggressive that the guidance counselor pulled me aside and says, you have potential, you're super smart, but something's going on here and I'm not sure what it is. I think you should go see the school psychologist. I went to the psychologist. Within 20 minutes, it all came out, Tim, all of it. And then as a mandated reporter, guess what she did? Called my house, called the police, and then my stepfather got arrested for six months. My whole family's in this shamble because we're very conservative. This should never have come out. This is a family matter. Why is this coming out? Why did you do this? And then I was shunned. I was like, So it's your fault then. Yeah. Ah, jeez. 
Yeah, it was really devastating. But I had I had an anchor. I had my grandmother and my grandfather who has been my anchor because that's who my my mother shipped me over to. Yeah. And so they believed me. They trust me, and they took they took my side. And that anchor, it just takes one person to believe in you. Oh yeah. To, to wanna to wanna prove them right, and it was them too that um that has been there for me. I actually lost my grandfather um last year. And, and and so it, it's been now it's my it's my grandmother she she's my anchor she's so strong and she's strong with me and and that has been able to kind of keep me alive I was suicidal for years yeah I was like let me go play in traffic now I kid about it when I have a stressful day <laughs> yeah but it was really a thought I was like I wonder if I run in front of this car how how soon will it will I go yeah will, <laughs> will it be I, over will it be agonizing. Will it be painful? <laughs> as long as I don't feel it, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about these stairs? What if I oops trip? Will I tumble down? Will I be? A, will I make it? <laughs> oh man, yeah, and that's you know I I've known people who have gone through a similar type of situation, uh, uh, not the same circumstances, but in the sense that one of the things that's got to be the most frustrating is just not being believed. You know, not being yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's the person uh, that I'm referring to had that issue happen until it happened to somebody else, you know, and then yeah. finally they were believed. But then it was still just kind of swept under the carpet. You don't talk about yep. that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, you know, so and I'm sure something like that happening, you it, it causes you to lose your trust in people, causes you to oh, lose yeah. your faith in people, you know, because this is somebody that should have been a protector. Right. My security, my safety net totally. gone. And, yeah. and I'm and I'm 11 years old, 12 years oh old. I'm, God, I'm not even yeah. out of high school. I'm a baby. And so it really did um, steer the direction of my life. And I'm so grateful that it went in the direction that it did because it could have been worse. Oh, it could have gone. Yeah. A uh, hundred times so worse. So much worse. Totally. Yeah. So I'll take it over. I mean, not talking to anybody, me not able to get and stay in a stable relationship, me not able to make friends, me not letting anybody in. Those were my symptoms, but I was riddled with PTSD so hard that I didn't sure. trust anyone. I didn't let anybody come close to me. And then it came it came down to to my mindset. It's just me and the world. Yeah. I have no one else. It's just all I gotta make this happen. If I want anything, I gotta make it happen. And so I became so driven. You know, that's why I pursued the PhD. I did that. And I was like, okay, that's the only thing I can control. Knocked it out of the park. Okay, great. Now what? I come out and I'm working my, my nine to five and still unhappy and miserable. I was like, there's gotta be something else to life because I, I know I'm struggling emotionally, but I, I, I really need to be able to um, find a way to come out of this, this darkness, get this cloud over me, just being unhappy all the time, um, being exhausted by other people, especially being an introverted, like conversation drains me, but I had to heal to, to do what I do today. Look at me! I'm on. I have. A, I own a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm always talking. It, honestly, I was going to say you're an introvert. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's you know. But the thing is, though, is that I do find that people, because I'm 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 not necessarily an introvert. I'm not necessarily an extrovert. I'm one of those. What do they call them? Omniverts or whatever. Depending on the situation, depending on my mood, and I think that's probably a lot of people. But there are people who are definitely true introverts, and I think what happens though is that when you find your calling when you find your uh, uh uh thing that 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 gets you going you can drop that you know uh uh self-conscious whatever comes you know with when me when i'm feeling more introverted it's kind of like i don't feel comfortable i don't feel i don't want to be around people i don't want to you know um uh interact 
because sometimes I can go be the life of the party and sometimes I can go and hang on the wall and not talk to a single person, you know? Right. And so, but it, a lot of it depends on the, the environment and the atmosphere and everything. And that brings out the, the more social side of me. Well, maybe in your regards, you know, or in, in, in your uh, situation, if you are an introvert, it makes sense. If you do podcasting, that's something that you love. That's the thing that brings out that whole extroverted side of you that is going to open up and talk to people and, you know, do everything that you're doing. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's people of people, the whole mentality or not mentality, but psychology and 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 the way the human mind works is fascinating to me. You know how different things can trigger different emotions and trigger, you know, just all kinds of uh, uh I don't know. It's, it, it just blows my mind how everybody's mind is different. And that's why to lock people into a certain classification is. It's, it's, det- it's detrimental. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's why I'm like, you know, it's, it's kind of like because everybody's unique. You know, a lot of people don't mm-hmm. realize it on themselves, but they are unique. And it's it's mm. you know, it's not just the. The, the the DNA that makes the person it's not just the uh, uh, the physicality but it's the experiences and everything and so you know that right there is also what helped with every, you know again with everything that you're doing for everybody else it's uh, it's you I, definitely took lemons and made lemonade let's put it that way <laughs> <laughs> I am still I'm still cutting the lemons I'm still yeah. trying to make the lemonade. <laughs> Well, at least some of them is, is, is splitting into my eye. It's like ah, it's, it's, it's got in there. Well, well, you took lemons and made lemon with water and sugar, at least. So. <laughs> yeah, life is a lot sweeter because I went through the healing process. I had to forgive my parents. I have to forgive my family, yeah. and I forgive not for me, not for them, but more for me because yeah. you know oh, yeah. you. It's for my own healing because I. I when you're really holding on to somebody or revengeful or regretful or, hold, or, or not forgiving somebody, the, it really does damages to your body, your physiological body, your, 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 your hormone ulcers. All that stuff just grows out of it. And so I had to forgive. And now I have a relationship with my parents. I have a great relationship with my family. Mm-hmm. And now that stuff is behind me. But because I had to go through that process. And I love that you brought up the um, the human brain, that the, the way we process things is so interesting. But you got to understand, we're socially constructed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Our environment plays such a huge role in who we are and who we become. It, it, it really directs our directions in life, you know, because um, Jim Rohn says, you, are, you know, you are, uh, was it, you are the um, percent of the five people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Life? You're a collection or whatever. Yeah, I, exactly. And you're totally right. And I've, I've sat back and I've thought about that. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, because there are I could look back at periods of time where I hung up, hung out with different people and I could see that my personality almost changed over the years. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's and it's true. really fascinating. And, and I never really, you know, thought about it. But when somebody pointed that out and I was like, yeah, it's very true. You know, so if you're hanging out with a bunch of assholes, you know, you'll become one. Exactly. <laughs> Without even knowing it, because we live and operate out of this um, habitual mind, subconscious mind, where, where we are programmed. We're being programmed every day. Television. It's a, a television program. No, no wonder it's called that, right? It's a television program. Right. It's designed to program your mind. We're being programmed by our environment. We're being programmed as an infant, right? When you were born, you were at an alpha state. You were just designed to download data. 
Yeah. You couldn't reject any of it. You couldn't object it. It was like strictly just download. You had to learn a new language, new faces, new family, new culture. Um, you were just downloading data. Well, we've also downloaded some bad stuff. Oh, yeah. We've downloaded some stuff that belonged to somebody else that is not ours. Like you wonder like, oh, you somebody say you're just like your mother. You downloaded some stuff like your mother from your mother. You know, like you you behave a certain way because of the people you hang out with, your family members, the structure, the culture um, that you're surrounded with. And so as an adult, you have to realize that there are some things that no longer fit you. Some of the habits that no longer suit who you want to become. Right. Because yeah. if you want to become free, um, baggage free and emotionally free, if you want financial freedom, you really can't do the same thing you were doing yesterday. And today. That to- and, and, and I'm only now learning that, you know, it's one of those things. It's a classic. If I only knew then what I knew now, you know, it's it's I'm learning now that a lot of the stuff that I think I can't fix, I can fix. Yeah. It takes work, but yeah. You can fix it. The power. We have so much power between our ears. And that's what the podcast talks about is is the mindset, the growth mindset versus the um nice. the fix the fixed mindset. You really um our thoughts will become things. Like oh, it yeah. has to be created in the mind first so you can see it. <laughs> so you can believe it, right? Because just like that chair it was I'm sitting on, it was thought of. Somebody thought of it and then it became a reality. The same way with our minds. We have to be very cognizant on what we feed our minds, just like we feed our body. Totally. Yes. Yes, exactly. And that's, you know, and and what's interesting about the whole that there's and, and the thoughts become things. I, I believe in that. You know, I, I've seen it happen where you sit there and you think about something and you never really you hadn't thought about it. And then all of a sudden you start noticing it everywhere. And it's like. Part of that is, of course, the fact that, you know, they, they, there's a, a number of uh, uh, percentage of how much our brain filters out. And so, of course, if it's in the front of your mind, you're going to notice it more, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I also think that there's part of it is the fact that you notice it more because you're letting that in. And, you know, right. so those thoughts are becoming things as well. You know, you're, it's almost like you, you open up that part of the spectrum of your, of your vision or something, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it, there's very much some truth to that. Plus, and honestly, I think there is some of that manifestation going on too, in the sense that uh, um, how often, how could sympathy pains happen? How could your leg start hurting if you think about it when somebody else's leg is hurting? When, when if you didn't hear that, your leg doesn't hurt. You know, it wouldn't right. wasn't hurting, and and so it's like you can you can really you know do some damage, and especially over time. You know, like you yeah, said, ulcers. Yeah, big grows also. Oh, you hearing the water running all of a sudden you got to pee. Yes, yes. Somebody, somebody yawns. Yeah, and you're yawning. Totally, <laughs> exactly. That right there is is it's almost like you're just doing it in the reversal way of of you think about it and then you see it happen. You know, and and uh, um, yeah, I I, I I used to I noticed when I was younger if there was a certain type of car. For example, uh, and I'm not a big car guy, but you know, I'd be like, you know, I haven't seen a such and such type of car in years, and all of a sudden I start seeing them everywhere, and it's like, yeah. you know, is it like, did I did I will that to happen? Yeah, sure, maybe to some yeah. degree, you know, or was it also the fact that I'm now open to seeing that too, and so it's still a form of of thoughts become things and willing it to happen. So you know, and and I'm open to any anything that is going to improve my situation of you know in general. You know, not like yeah. I'm in a bad situation, but, you know, I'm I'm open because that's, you know, and, and in all honesty, that's kind of that's kind of the whole, you know, t- 
topic of the podcast is of of um, uh, what happens when we die is because again I'm open to any possibility with that. It's like you know because I, I don't I don't think there's any necessary right answer wrong answer because we don't know you right. know and so that's that's that whole thing and and uh, you know to to. The, the, the point with the podcast is to kind of maybe help people get a little more comfortable with that, you know, um, not that I have, am an authority on the subject by any means, but, you know, just to be able to bring people on who have had different experiences and have different things that they can, you know, then say, OK, well, this is a perspective I'm coming from and this is what I think. And so now, you know, because. I've talked to people who are like, oh, nothing happens. Nothing happens. And sure, that's if that's what you believe. Fine. But. You might listen to this podcast and go, you know, that one works for me. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. that concept works for me. But um, yeah, that's yeah. it's. I, I have heard back back to the uh, to the subject though of of the you know the being the 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 uh, strictly what did you call it an alpha state? Mm-hmm. See, an I, alpha state as a baby. Yeah, and and that's uh, uh, there's a there's a guy who uh, whose program I was watching or. Uh, studying it was a youtube thing but we also had the book uh you've probably heard of bob proctor i have okay um and and he had a great analogy for that of how yeah you are basically just open and so if you have negative things coming in it's going to rub off on you and so you almost have to reprogram your brain with that you know daily type affirmation type stuff um and that, that isn't that it. Uh, Chris was telling me a little bit about your podcast. Um, so you mentioned something with your podcast. What What is your podcast about? Oh, podcast is called Best Money Routine Ever because it talks about um, it brings on entrepreneurs to talk about their business and their success. But then we talk about how their morning routine help and contribute to their success. Nice. What are some of the yeah? What are some of the habits? What are some of the tricks? What are they doing in the morning that sets them up from the rest of the world? That they are the one percent that makes them so um, successful, and they get they get into details. They get deep into it. It's, it's it gets personal because you going into their bedroom. <laughs> you know, <laughs> conversation goes into the bedroom the minute they wake up. What do they do? You know, they're rolling out of bed. They go. They tell you they go to the bathroom and do their business, and then they they list off the things that they do in the morning. There's meditation. There's hydration first thing in the morning. There is saying affirmations. There is writing in their journal, gratitude journal, things yes. they list they're grateful for, and then planning out their day and visualizing and visioning and, and, and manifesting their goals and picturing what the day is gonna work and look like. And then there's exercising and that's and, and reading. That's my app. I put all that together in one app and I was like, well, I need to share this with the masses. Nice. So my my app launched today. It's so perfect timing to be in this call. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Well, uh, what, what is that app? Uh, what's it called? Hit Savers. H-I-T-S-A-V-E-R-S. Hit Savers app. And each um, each word is an acronym for a habit. The first one is H, which is hydration. Drinking water first thing in the morning because we are at a fasted state of sleep and we're we're fasting therefore we need to rehydrate first thing in the morning and and it helps releasing toxins out of the body it helps tremendously with brain fog nice first thing in the morning drinking water because brain is over 70 percent water and you haven't been drinking any for the past eight to eight hours imagine that's why people get headaches and migraines and yeah i wake up with headaches all the time and that makes total sense drink water first thing in the morning tomorrow and see the difference tim 
I will definitely. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm scribbling notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite impressive. The next thing on the list is I. I am grateful. I am grateful for what? You know, you list three things you're grateful for. That's in the app. Like entrepreneurs swear by this attitude of gratitude will elevate your altitude. Definitely. That makes total Simple sense. Yeah. As that. And then we go into T, which is one of my favorite. It's time's up. Get your butt out of bed and make it. <laughs> <laughs> Simply making your bed will give you that first sense of accomplishment throughout the day. It will help you breathe more things to be more productive. You'll be more productive throughout the day because of it. It also increases your willpower. And that's a little secret no one knows about. But to increase your willpower, because it's not at your begging call. Like, you lose your willpower as the day goes by, as you make more and more decisions. Ever notice that you, you can't? You will refrain from having that cookie in the morning, but at 6 p.m., it's more and more appealing. Interesting. <laughs> you, have, you have less of a willpower because you've made so many decisions throughout the day that you decrease your willpower. Um, Steve Jobs, um, Mark Zuckerberg, they all wear the same clothes because they don't want to waste their willpower in the morning figure out what to wear. Majority of the world goes throw clothes on the bed all over the place trying to figure out what to wear, how to match the shirt to the pants and shoes. Willpower. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay. Willpower being wasted. Success leaves clues. Why not be like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg? Well, I don't even bother. Um, I, I plan my, my clothes the night before. So that way in the morning, I am focused on the most important things. Yeah, um, that, that makes sense. That's, yeah, that's making um, your bed. It helps with the increasing your willpower because willpower, one way to increase it and get more out of it throughout the day is to... Finish what you started. And so the night before you start the sleeping cycle, you put on your PJs, you brush your teeth, you put on lotion and you get into bed. And then in the morning you get up, you just roll out of bed and you keep you, your day starts. You didn't finish the bed cycle by not making your bed. If you make your bed, you will complete the sleeping cycle. And that will increase your willpower. So Easy is, trick. So a question with the whole willpower, is it, Completing something gives you more of the willpower. How does that work exactly? Because that, that has me fascinated there. Yeah, that's a very good question. With the willpower, completing the task um, trains the brain that you can finish what you start. And if you can finish what you start, then you have control over your brain. Nice. And because you have control over your brain, you can tell your brain next time you it wants to um, run off with its own thoughts or don't want to finish a task. You can wheel it back in like a little puppy and say, "Get back here." <laughs> I this like is that. What we're that, working on. <clears throat> that makes sense because you know one thing I I've learned is is uh, through you know programs that I've taken where they're like, uh, and I used to do this as a kid is I would make a list of what I needed to do and I felt accomplished just by checking off simple things like. You know, I, when I was in high school, I would I would make a list, you know, it would be like, do the homework, do it, you know, all the stuff I had to do. But and then it would be I'd put on there, take a shower and then I would check it off and I felt better. You know, that's I, your willpower increasing. I do the same. I put eat on my. Yeah, my yeah exactly. You know, and my, my sister found and I'm a I'm a I am a crazy note taker. I take notes all the time. I And now I just do it in my iPod or my iPhone rather. And, uh, and part of that is actually a psychological thing. Cause I make a checklist every day of all my stuff I need to do. And, and yeah, sometimes, sometimes I'll even add it to the list and I've already done it, but I'll add it on there just so I can check it off. And, uh, 
Um, but my sister found the notes one time and I tried to, you know, she, she did the laundry when I was a kid, you know, and, uh, and she's like, what does this take a shower? You don't, you don't, you can't remember to do that. And I, I couldn't even explain it to her. I was just like, just never mind. You know? yeah. <laughs> but, but now I know that I was actually doing myself a favor because this is what you're talking about makes total sense. It was like, I was doing that, but then I, I stopped that. You know, after high school, I stopped doing that. Only until recently have I been doing that. But I, now it makes sense why I feel good when I have a day where I check a whole bunch of things off my list because it's it's adding, it's contributing to that willpower. That makes total sense. Good. I'm glad you get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you get it. I like it. So, That's, I'm downloading that app after this call. So just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hit save as app. It's on Google and the Apple Play Store. I'm going to do the big announcement um, tonight. So it is available already. But uh, by the time you, everyone listens to this, it's ready to go. Perfect. Perfect. So, and in fact, we'll include that in the show notes, you know, we'll get the, uh, um, the, the links and all that, but I'll, I'll stay on the call after we're done and I'll, I'll get all that information from you and we'll, uh, um, you know, we'll get that set up so we can have that when people do hear the, uh, episode. It's probably, I'm going to be honest with you. It's probably not going to come out for a few months because we got, uh, when I relaunched, I had a lot of people sign up for, uh, for conversations. So got a lot more in the queue, but the, the the app will have been out and it'll be nice and you know it'll yeah be, it'll be in this place yeah so that'll be good that'll be and, it's, and, it's good timing it's good timing i'm the same way chris was telling me my episode i just chat with him it's coming out on friday i was like how do you do that because i'm booked out three months <laughs> yeah i got I yeah get totally. anybody <laughs> That's that's but it's great, though. I mean, to, to be booked up that long, that's that's a that's a good problem to have, you know. Mm-hmm. So but um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, But yeah, that's uh, I, I love I love that you put it into an app into something that you can have right on you. That's why I'm, I'm excited about that. I definitely want to grab that because uh, uh, having it handy, having it be something that you can go in and take a look at and do your gratitude and do all that type of stuff. That's, oh, that's yeah. I love that concept. That's such a great concept for an application. But it's uh, all in there for you. And the, the the pitch is it's nine actionable items you can do in nine minutes. If you do 60 seconds of each one, you've already started your day on the right note. Nice. Just imagine that under 10 minutes. And so the next one is on silence and that's for meditation. And you know the benefits of meditation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to go into that. We have um, after that is um, A, which is affirmation. We're talking about that. Mm-hmm. If you want to get rid of those negative thoughts, you need affirmations. You need I am affirmations because anything you put after the word I am becomes your reality. Yeah. There's, there's no joke about that. Like you got to reprogram that mind, right? Because you downloaded some stuff that don't belong to you. So the only way you can report, you can't, you can't break the tape recording. You gotta, you gotta record, you gotta record over it. Yeah, no, that's a great analogy. I like that. <laughs> and the best way to do it is with I am affirmation. And in the app, you get to write your own affirmation. I get, I feed you an affirmation every day and you get to record those affirmations. And if you record them, you can play them over and over to yourself because subconsciously you need to hear it. Um, so it's really powerful, powerful tool. The affirmation is one of my favorite um, mo- um, habit on the app is the affirmation module. And then after affirmation, we have visionary. It is visualizing with a twist. And it's been done for thousands and thousands of years. And I'm surprised no one else heard about this. But visioneering is um, visualizing your goal, but anchoring it with a positive emotion. 
So what you essentially do is you find you go relive a moment where you were tremendously happy. It could be your graduation, your birth of your kids, you're getting married, um, your first kiss, whatever that moment is, that an accolade, a promotion where you were enthusiastically very, very happy. And then you take that feeling with you and, and anchor it to the goal that you want to accomplish. Now, what you've done is you trick the mind so that you've already ha- you're already happy you received this. That it's already done. Yes. And then it's a lot easier for you to accomplish that because you've put yourself in a frequency, a level to attain that goal. I like that That's- because I've I've heard of, you know, setting the goals and doing the visualizations and everything. But but when you can have that feeling anchored to it now, there, yeah, that that again makes sense. You're tying it into that thing, because a lot of times it's it's easy to go through the motions of saying it. But you don't have something to tie it to in terms of a feeling. It's it's hard, at least for myself. But thinking back on a memory and then tying it to that, I like that. God, this is such a cool concept. <laughs> Hats off. I'm serious. I'm really excited about this. People are going to be listening going, okay, so you, you, it's almost like I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm taking a class from you on our podcast. But hey, whatever. It works. <laughs> I, I love teaching this stuff. I love teaching this stuff because I, I, with my PhD and my science background, I love numbers and I love talking about the brain and how the brain forms science. So everything on the app is science-based. That because is so it's cool. teaching teaching you how your brain, how to trick the brain. We, we know the kind of brain we live and we have. The brain is automated. It's designed to protect us because it, it, it automates our every act, task so that we can free up space to think of new things, like learning how to drive and learning how to walk. Remember those experiences? Uh-huh. How, how vigilant you were, how um, focused you were when you were driving both hands on the steering wheel, um, checking all your mirrors. And if you wanted to make a left turn, you thought about it for 10 minutes before you made that turn. (laughs) I remember those days. Oh, I do too. Totally. What happened when you, three months after you got your license, now we're driving with one hand, we're drinking tea and you're drinking coffee as we drive. Some of us are putting on mascara. Some people (laughs) even drive with one foot on the dashboard. Okay. I don't know how they do that. Especially in California, they have those Jeeps, one foot on the dashboard. The other one is on the brake and accelerator. I don't know how it happens, but they do it. But what ended up happening is the brain has moved that task from your conscious mind to the subconscious mind, to the habitual mind, to the routine mind, because it wants to make you more efficient. It wants to make you more a little quicker and faster so that you can it, you can solve other problems. It, it, it took that one problem, the solution to this problem, driving, and automate it. So it's easier for you to, to do it. Heck, sometimes I drive home, I don't remember how I got here. Yeah, totally, because it's so routine, but you don't have to really think about it at that point. And it's, it's uh, yeah, there are times where I, when you get home and you're like, I don't even remember getting home. And then you wonder, how did I not get in an accident? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but, it, but you're so ingrained that, you, yeah, you don't even have to think about it. Because we're living 95% of the time out of this subconscious mind. Yeah. That's yeah. how we don't think about it because it's just ingrained. The brain is working for us and on our behalf. In the same way, there are some habits in there that we do without thinking that are not healthy for us. Yeah, The habit of not working out, the habit of not drinking water to pick on you, Tim, in the morning. The <laughs> habit, <laughs> we, have that, we have those habits 
that we do without thinking. When we sit to watch TV, we're going to eat a whole bowl of popcorn when we're not even hungry. It's habitual. The brain works to solve our problem. That is the sole purpose of habits to solve your problems. It's going to solve it, whether it's to relieve you of a stressor, whether it's to uh, make your life easier, whether it's to make you happy, whether it's to feed you and satisfy your hunger, habits are designed to solve a problem. Now, once we understand that, we know, and I've learned how to trick the brain to change the habits to the ones we want. That's the beauty of working with me. That's my coaching courses. That's my classes. That's everything that I'm all about. That's that's what I do is to teach you how to effectively change those habits that no longer serve you. And that's why the app is the beginning of it all. That's how I get people in. Like the app is easy. It's science based. You're going to download it and you're going to do it every day. And then you'll realize, oh, man, I have a morning routine. I didn't even know that. <laughs> Sneak up on you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's I've 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 heard of a concept called the. Uh, what was it? It's called the the two minute method or something where you, you you it's building the habit. It's if you want to start running, you don't go jog a mile and go Ugh, screw this because that, then you burn out. But if you can start building that habit slowly of just putting on your shoes because it it, yeah. it it does. Yeah. And so it sounds like your app is doing more of that, of tricking the brain of, you know, uh, of, of, of developing the habit and getting to the point where, yeah, you just don't think about it like driving with your foot on the dash so yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that makes total sense i love it, it it's called a two-minute rule you the two-minute right rule good, yeah good, and good memory you I, can do anything for two minutes yes exactly exactly and that's you know that that's that's the uh honestly i've only just recently i mean in the last few weeks learned about that one and that's one where i was like oh man i wish i would have learned because i i do i just recently started meditating and i started with I did a five minute. I was like, okay, I'll start with five minutes, but I decided to add two minutes every day. And now I'm up to like 17 minutes and yeah, it's an odd number, but you know, I'm going to keep pushing until I'm up to like a half hour, you know, 20 minutes to 30 minutes. And then, yeah. And, and, and the person that I talked to was actually a previous guest and they were talking about how, when you, when you are, a lot of people think relaxation is going in and turning on the TV and watching TV. It's like, well, no, your brain isn't, isn't getting that chance to relax. And I'm learning the benefit. I feel like I took a nap when I meditate for 15 minutes. That's awesome. You're rejuvenated. Yeah. You're, you have more energy. I used to take naps. Instead, in mid-afternoon, I would go to, go meditate. And then I'll wake up as if I slept, just like you just you mentioned. It, totally. And I never knew that. You know, and, and, and I always thought meditation had to be – because I'll be honest with you. I, I learned only recently that I, I – that and, and I don't know if this article was accurate or not. But I learned that most people are able to, when they close their eyes – they're able to visualize like almost like watching a TV. In other words, oh, yeah. see, I can't. It's weird. I close my eyes and I it's just black. I can't not see. Yet. Well, and I hope that I could fix that. That would be great. But they call it mind blindness. And it's like I can remember I can I can remember like, um, you know, like a, a house I lived in. It's like, okay, I can picture it here. I can picture it here. I can picture, you know, the desk here, the table here, the bed here, whatever kind of thing. But I can't close my eyes and physically see it. And that right there is something that I would, I always thought I had to be able to do that with meditation. I always thought I had to be able to, and so I avoided it. And when I learned recently, at least one, one type of meditation that, I, you know, the one kind I'm doing is just sitting in silence, listening to your breath. If a thought comes, let it pass. 
you know, and right. doing that. And that's, you know, don't, don't worry about the stuff and let yourself go for that, that amount of time. And it, it is so refreshing. It's crazy. I never would have thought, I wish I, again, I wish I would have known this, you know, but, but I don't think you're too old to learn. I mean, I'm pushing 50 and I'm not sitting there going, well, I've only got another so many years left. I, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, let me make the best of those remaining years. However many I've got. You make know? the best of the next 50 yeah yeah absolutely. hopefully with any luck <laughs> with with that mindset again you can you are as old as you believe you as you think you are right yeah and there's there's a saying that says um getting older is mandatory but aging is optional that's a very good point i like that i never heard of that that's that is a very good point because yeah you can have some people who live <clears throat> they can live until their 90s and they're sharp as a tack. And of course, some of that is 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 medical. You know, the, you can't help it. My mom, she's got Alzheimer's. It's something she can't help. But in the same sense, you could say, well, maybe she could have fixed it a little bit more with dietary choices and things like that. <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, maybe, you know, I, I, I don't really know how to explain it. I don't think they've got Alzheimer's completely figured out yet. But uh um, but for the most part there, you know, and there are people who will, who will just give up and all they do mm -hmm. is they, you know, they, they, they retire and then they sit yep. on their porch and yep. pretty much they die. Yep. And that's right and there. Then, and then that's the kind of death that happens while you're still living. <laughs> yes. Yes. That that's it's entirely, you know, thinking that they, they have to, um, you know, that's that's what retirement is. It's just you don't do anything. You don't go to the work job anymore. It's like, you know, at that point, you should find something new, do something, travel. Like I said, travel. You know, you were talking about that. That would be a great time to travel if you could afford it. Yeah, it, that curiosity, because if the brain is not learning, it really does. You, it's like you don't use it, you lose it. Simply yes. Like that. If you don't improve your communication skills, you will stumble on words. I, that used to be a thing for me where I, I didn't stutter, but because I was – um. Because I, I, what is it? I, I'm an immigrant, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, third world, uh, learning uh, ESL, uh, bilingual. I would think in French or in Creole and try to speak English. So my words would never come out right. Wow. And yeah. there are words I could not ever pronounce. But then a year ago in 2018, I was like, you know what? I'm determined to improve my communication skills because I am not communicating in meetings. And unless I'm drinking alcohol, I am not talking to anybody. <laughs> So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so the podcast, the podcast and drinking is what opens that up. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped drinking a year ago. So let me tell you, <laughs> I'm going in the right direction. <laughs> Everybody needs new habits, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I had to do in 2018 was, um, find ways to improve my my language mm -hmm. i remember how i learned english and was reading and reading out loud so i started reading um i took a gre vocabulary book from my fiance and i was like i'm going to make it through this book in a year every day i'm going to learn 10 new words wow well it worked it worked for um, for three months and then i was just I realized I wasn't really learning because there were so many words that I was just trying to memorize the, uh, the last word I, I, I learned and not really practicing. I don't have time to practice all these big words with, <laughs> with people with people in my life. So then I had to shift gears. I was listening to Dr. Lappin. Um, he, he writes about business, um, business uh, books. And he said the best way to, to, to um, foster creativity is to read out loud. So I was like, okay. 
I read already. I'm reading about 50 books a year. Let wow. me start okay. reading out loud. So I started reading books out loud, and that's how I was able to improve my communication skills. That's how I'm sitting here and having this conversation with you. That's how I now own a, a well-renowned podcast because I took the liberty of improving my communication skills because I realized if I was just not going to use it, he says, oh, well, I stuck at it, so let's not deal with it. It would only get worse. Yeah. You don't use it, you lose it. So I had to actually be mindful and started using it, be intentional, becoming aware of of the need to fix it. And that's what made the big improvement. That's, yeah, you know, and that's that makes a lot of sense because, again, it goes back to that whole firing the neurons and doing that. But it's, ah. you, you're, and when you're reading it, you're seeing it. But when you're speaking it out loud, you're also hearing it. Yeah. What happened when we were kids? Then our parents read to us. We love that. Story yes. time. Yes. Our, our, our imagination went wild. We lose that as we get older. So reading out loud had brought that, brought that back for me. And I find that I understand what I'm reading better. Because when I'm reading silently, my mind drifts. I yes. everybody else's. My God, yes. That's, that's, yeah, I can't tell you how many times. I'm not a heavy reader because I don't like to because of that reason. Where I will, I will read a page or two and then all of a sudden go, what the hell did I just read? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that makes total sense. I, I, try reading out loud. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna, yeah. That's that's. I'm making another note. So, <laughs> um, so I got I got a question for you. Speaking of uh, of thinking in that, uh, uh, do you think in French and Creole, or do you think in English now? I think in um, I think in Creole. Um, I think in French and Creole still. Okay. And when I'm when I'm when I'm angry, I I can't speak English. Or, <laughs> Or, or when I'm tired or if I'm flustered, you know how I told you I'm in, um, introverted. If if I'm too stim- mentally stimulated, <laughs> like hanging out with friends or going to a party, then, then, like I need I need two days to recharge. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And if, yeah. you, and if you try to talk to me, I, I'm stumbling over my words. My fiance's expressed it so well, and I will try to explain to him how my day went, and he can't follow, and then he'll tell me. <laughs> You must be very exhausted because it drains me to talk to you right now. <laughs> I'm like, I am so tired. I mean, it's so bad that I don't even know my own name. And wow, I think yeah. a lot of it has to do with um, my chronotype. There was a great book about the power of when, when you are most productive and when you raise, uh, when you go to sleep and when you wake up and, and when you should do all kinds of things because of how you are built, you're designed chronologically. And for me, I'm a lion and I'm a morning person. Like I'm up at 4.30, excited, oh. ready to take on the world. I know your reaction was so <laughs> candid. It was so <laughs> candid. Oh. <laughs> so is there like but, a, is there a sloth yeah. in that book? <laughs> That, I think it's a bear. You hibernate. There you go. <laughs> you hibernate. You can't. You you know. You know to sleep in in the morning, and, but you're up at late at night. I, absolutely. I if left to my own accord, I am a night person. I'm definitely a night person. So, but I've gotten I've gotten now to where I'm I'm okay getting up. Uh, you know, I'm not one of those people that if I'm not going to work, I sleep until two in the afternoon. I used to be that way. But now I, you know, I wake up on my own probably seven, eight o'clock, which honestly, compared to me 20 years ago, that that would be unheard of. So. And that's when you start a morning routine. Like you don't have to get up at 430. Not everyone can do that. But you you can stay up later. But for me, by six o'clock, I'm brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know my name. By eight o'clock, I'm always looking to go into bed. That's why I can't go out for dinner parties. I yeah. can't go hang out. 
I don't even drink anymore. So I'm like, I don't even bother. <laughs> I don't socialize. My fiance has to drag me out of the house because I'm like so consumed with my work right now. You know, it's good to find a passion. It really is. Oh, if yeah. we can talk about it, it's good to find something that gives life meaning. And my work gives my life so much meaning that I, you know, I'm engrossed in it. You know, See, it took me a uh, Go ahead. That, no, I was just gonna say that is so awesome because I'm 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 so genuinely happy for people who have, who who they're able to make a living off of their passion. They're able to you know get up and and be excited every day. Because I'll be honest with you, and I've 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 told people this for years. It's like I've been I've been in the IT world for about 25 years, but I was an art major. You know, <laughs> so it's like I what really happened there? well largely honestly largely it was uh. Two things. I didn't take enough risks when I was younger. I actually applied for, um, I wanted to be an animator. That was my true dream. And I ended up uh, going into like photography because I was like, well, if I can't do animation, I'll do film. And the college I went to didn't have any kind of film program. So I did uh, photography with a theater minor. And uh, um, it was the closest thing I can come to. And so I ended up doing that, and and I I've gotten into films. I've done some films, some short films. I've done some features and things like that. That's a whole other subject. But anyway, I didn't take enough risks when I was younger and had less responsibilities. And I had applied um, out to Disney, and the my my brother knew a guy who worked for Disney as an animator, and he was like, "Yeah, have him send some more stuff out here. We'll we'll see what we can do." And I never tried. I was like, mm-hmm. I can't do that. I can't do that. So I, I didn't take the risks. But the other thing was, is that doing art in the town that I was from, you know, it is it was a it was a small town. Nobody had any interest in anything like that, especially when I was looking at trying to do any kind of thing artistic. There wasn't enough of a market. And I just never thought to leave that town. You know, I was always too afraid to take a chance and go for it. Or I would leave and I would come back. You know, I would I would leave and, and 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 I would just go back home, and that's why when my wife agreed to move out to Denver with me, it was like let's just go for it. Who knows what's going to happen, yeah. but we'll figure it out. You know, because it's you're going to be you know <clears throat> okay in the sense that yeah, you might hit some some uh, 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 stumbling blocks, you might hit some you know trauma, you might hit, but but you as a person is going to be okay. You know, the situation might not necessarily be okay. And uh, because uh, I had a problem with that whole concept of when somebody would be like, it's going to be okay. And it's like, well, I've had moments in my life where somebody tells me that and it wasn't. But then I realized, mm-hmm. no, I was okay. The situation wasn't okay, but I was okay. I, I didn't die. I didn't, you know, suffer some kind of uh, uh, debil- debilitating disease or anything like that because of this thing that happened or whatever, you know, just as an example. So I wish I would have realized that everything's, you know, everything works out. Might not work out how you think, but it works out. Yeah, that's some deep wisdom right there. Um, thank you for sharing that because that is imperative. Um, it, it's a thank way to, to, yeah, um, I was watching um, Bezos and Bezos says he does not attach his value to the result or to the stock market, to the success of the companies or to the failure of the company. Yeah. Because that's what essentially that's what you just explained you are different from it all you are not the situation you are not your thoughts right you are not that thing you know if you can separate the two life becomes a lot easier to maneuver yeah and and again i'm i feel like i'm this last couple years for me uh has been almost a reset in a lot of regards you know and i still get frustrated you know but i get frustrated at stupid things you know (laughs) i'll have i'll have a lot of you know 
uh, not a lot, but I'll have, you know, traumatic things happen and I'm able to blow those off. You know, I'll get get in a car wreck and total my car and it's like, okay, it happened. Mm -hmm. It's it's a car. I'm alive. I'm okay. I don't I don't let that kind of stuff bother me, you know. But yet when I go to try and load a program on Netflix and Netflix craps out, then I go, what the hell's going on? <laughs> you know? So it's, I still it's have some learning. It's so, it, two things are happening there. It, it, one, it's so late in the day. Your uh, willpower has dwindled down to its last leg. That's very And so you're, you're frustrated, you're tired, and you want something to work, and it doesn't. That's all day. Because we usually look, watch Netflix uh, relax at the end of the day, right? Yeah. That's the first thing. The other thing, too, you you mentioned is you you can brush you can let things bounce off of you and brush it off it's because your meditation is working your meditation practice is working yeah yeah that's well and, and honestly that was that was even before that was before i even started in the meditation is i that's kind of been something i've i've been fortunate with is to be able to do that you know um a major financial thing will pop up and it's like well yeah i'll get frustrated but it's like i know we'll be okay because we'll figure it out i mean I, and and i had to i have to tell myself and say i had no idea how to raise a kid but i'm doing it you know i had right. no idea how to do so many th- and we all have you know it's not just me we've all had mm-hmm. those things that we had no clue how to do something and we did it like you said learning how to drive when you're 15 years old and you're starting to go take those driver's ed training, you know, and all that, and you're, you're terrified because you're in a killing machine. Mm-hmm. And now now you could, you know, some people use their cell phones. <laughs> That's probably not a good idea. But, yeah, putting on mascara, you know, turning the, the, the radio knob with your foot up on the dash, all that kind of stuff. You don't <laughs> think about it. And it's it's uh, it's I think we need to, to, to learn that more as people is that. that's why this app is so exciting is, is if you can get people to start getting to where those types of, of processes can become just habits and they don't have to think about it anymore, then they opens the brain up for so much more opportunity. Yeah. To learn more, to accomplish that goal, that goal. If you want to start a business, if you want to find your purpose, if you want to lose weight, if you want to have kids, if you want to, whatever your goal is, if you have a solid morning routine, you will accomplish that goal. Like you will go towards it because what happens is the universe starts opening up channels. Like you said, you didn't know how to do something and you, you just said, you know, you're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's not at your own willpower that you turn out to be okay. You had that mindset. Yes. You were open to it as we started talking in the beginning of this conversation, right? This yes. talk. You were open to it and therefore because you're open, universe sends the right people your way, the right ideas your way, the right strategies your way. And then you find a solution because you believed you would thoughts become things yes now, if you were closed off then you would be um you would pinch your flow yeah that's exactly and it's it's and and i found you know like it's even also it's it's sometimes why was it i i just lost my train of thought wow it must be getting too late <laughs> <laughs> but there is a there is a uh, I, there's even another way of doing it where is is it's not so much um I ah, jeez wow this is embarrassing. You know what? I need to use this app. I heard of this great app called Hit Savers. Um it's going <laughs> to it's going to help me with that. <laughs> you know what? What and and I do want to get onto the subject of of what, you know, the 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 concept of what you think happens when we die because I would love to hear your take on it especially from a scientific standpoint and the universe and everything. Um but I do got to know my curiosity. So what is E R and S on Sabers? E R E is for exercise. Oh, okay. R is 
exercise, getting the blood flow going, doing 60 um, jumping jacks in the morning will get the blood flow going, give you more energy. Simple as that. Start small. You can do anything for one minute. And then um, R is for reading. Um, reading um, anything to stimulate and learn, um, stimulate the mind. And then S, one of my favorite, is for shower. Make the last 60 seconds ice cold. Interesting. Yes, entrepreneurs have come on the show and says they take cold showers because one, it wakes them up, but two, it makes them uncomfortable and makes them learn to be uncomfortable with being, makes them learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. <laughs> Tongue twister over here, I told you. My Haitian accent won't let me say certain things. <laughs> well, it's getting, it's getting late where you're at too, so yeah. <laughs> but, uh... And, the cold shower part, people crunch at it, but it works wonders. It helps with circulate blood circulation. It helps with not just working you up, but alertness, mental clarity. And it also helps with burning fat, like metabolism. It increases that. It's so much, so many benefits to it. And it's all in the app. I, I put the benefits for there in there for you. So you don't question it. <laughs> nice, nice. That's yeah. I, I like, I like the fact that you've got all the explanation too, because I'm, I'm very much a, I need to know why. Don't just tell right. me to hit that red button. Let me know why I'm hitting that red button so that if something breaks, I know why I hit the button and I'll remember to use it the next time, you know? Yeah, just follow me all that information. I have a course coming out on the science of how I bring form habits. It's really interesting stuff. I got 20 lessons in and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, well, and, and oh again, get me all that stuff in that, uh, in the, you know, the, the email with the links and we'll put all that right in the show notes. So, but, um, so now... Uh, <laughs> this is usually an hour long podcast, but I've been finding that when I've got fascinating guests, we go, we go a while and then the subject comes up, the question at hand. Um, so I've got, a, I, I've got the big question for you. I got to ask you. So knowing what you know about the brain and the universe and all of these things and everything that you, that you've talked about and discussed, what do you think happens when we die? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> the million dollar question. Yeah, absolutely. Knowing what I know, um, Tim, we are a bundle of energy. We are connected to the universe. We are a source. We are an energy source. Nice. And energy can never be destroyed. Energy can only be transferred. So that's what happens. So where do you where do you think that energy goes? Does it go because I have heard I, and again, I, I'm open to all different types of interpretations and I have had so many different uh, thoughts and concepts of it myself. Um, you know, like uh, when, when you were part of source, I've heard that whole concept of uh, um, going back to source energy uh, in terms of uh, like someone someone I had on the podcast had a great analogy for it of. You know, taking and in fact, you know what? I asked my wife this one time because she's the one who kind of introduced me into this type of thinking because I was one of those people that was, you know, raised Catholic and and, uh, you know, figured there was some kind of heaven or hell type of deal. And that was that was about it. And, uh, you know, never really practiced it much after high school. You know, it was one of those things where I was kind of forced into it and up until I was out of high school. And once I became an adult, I just kind of went on my own way. And, uh you know, and, and I, I, but I've always been kind of spiritual. I've always believed in something larger. I've always believed in something beyond ourselves. And so she described it. I was like, well, how can you be part of source, but also keep your own individuality? And she described it in the sense of, you know, a raindrop can be a raindrop, but can still go back to the ocean. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. well, that makes sense. So 
when you say we're part of source, do you think something like that happens where we go back and join or are we our, are we our own individual beings? Do we keep our consciousness? Uh, uh, like when we're, when we're done here, do we remember our experiences here? What, what, what do you think in terms of all that? We, I think we go back and join because it, it completes the cycle. Um, I, I was raised, I'm, I'm raised Christian, but mm-hmm. all of my family are raised in the church. And um, my, my family believes, you know, um, there's, there's heaven and earth. I'm in, I'm in heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes earth can be hell. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, when you die, you go off and be with God. But yeah, that's the source. You know, you, they, they yes. say, you know, the body of Christ. You 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 are part of the body of Christ. You know they're the limbs, just like the body needs legs and feet, and and, and all these other limbs to make it whole. That's one way of looking at it. Okay. And then you, you have the Holy Spirit, right? You have this Spirit that is guiding you because how else are you going to observe your thoughts if you you know you're not those thoughts? You observe. You're an observer of those thoughts because you're a different energy. You're a different entity. You're a different spirit. Um, living, uh, occupying this this physical, this body. Mm-hmm. That's all you're doing is occupying it for a short while. So take care of it. You're living in it for a while. <laughs> but <laughs> you are much more than that. You are uh, bigger than that. And that's, what, that's where our power lies. And that's where, when people begin to realize the power that is innate, that is within us, the power that, the how powerful we are, then we can... Um, tackle and be like you can do anything you can do whatever you 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 know you want to accomplish and so there is the sense of energy um energy gets transferred and you go you go back out and you rejoin the 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 source the power that that circulates and then there's the holy spirit and then there's people um that believe you know you go you go to heaven but you're still a spirit because you're leaving the body behind you left it on the ground you buried it no, yeah. You didn't take it. You didn't take it with you. So that spirit goes join the angels and be with that. I I honestly hate the term hell. I honestly hate the term that I don't believe there is a hell that it exists. I think we create our own hell. It's all in our mind. Um, and so that I, I strongly believe that. And when people says, um, you know, it's the devil acting this way and doing that. I'm like, what devil? Have you seen this thing? <laughs> um, are you aware of it? Why, why are you giving it power? Why are you giving it source? Why are you making it life? Because you, you know, um, there's life in the in our tongue, in our words. The power of life is in the is in our tongue. Mm-hmm. It's in our words. And so when you say that, you're giving it life, and it doesn't need to have life. Yes, obstacles happen, as you mentioned. Things go wrong, but that's part of living. How else are you gonna grow and stretch? How else are you gonna learn? How else are you going to 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 transform? You know, because if if you I, if life leaves it to you, you'll stay complacent. People give up at, at 30 years old and say, so my, my back hurts, so I must be getting old. Yeah. Um, you know, this by nature, that's what you will do. So life will give you a nudge, will give you the, to stretch you a little, to learn, to grow, to to actually take you to a higher level and to higher heights because you are an infinite being. Yeah. We succumb to this uh, this limitation of this body and in our mind, but we're beyond that. And I think that's what happens behind beyond life is accepting that we are an infinite being that lives on. I'm gonna come back as a beautiful butterfly next time around. I always come back <laughs> as a lion. I'm coming back from a lion. How do you think I? <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, so I was a bear. Okay. <laughs> but uh no and that's when when you mentioned uh, um you know the, the that's one thing I'm I'm learning is that that source um holy spirit 
universe, God are all kind of similar terms. And, you know, so when some people are referring to the universe, it's like, that's, that's another name for God. When some people are referring to the, you know, to God, it's another name for the universe. And, and I'm realizing that's, that's one thing is that, you know, speaking with, um, People who follow different religious beliefs and that, you know, they, they, there's a lot of similarities when it comes down to the core belief systems and that. Uh, it, it's it's amazing how, you know, the, the types of, I guess, belief systems and religions that that seek that whole enlightenment, uh, uh, higher beings and higher versions of themselves and chakras and and, and all that. I, I'm 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 not even going to claim to try and understand how all that works, but I understand in the sense that they all kind of are related. They're all connected. They're all, you know, they're, they're, they're different ways of reaching our higher selves and our infinite beings. Like you said, I mean, we are, and that's something that I don't think a lot of people realize. I think a lot of people think that once we're gone, we're done. Or once we're gone, we are uh, uh, just that's 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 it. You know, there's not so much that's it in the sense that we don't exist anymore because a lot of people do believe in some form of heaven or some form of afterlife. Um, but I don't think they realize how much power they've got with all of that. The fact that we are, you know, able to thoughts become things. I mean, that's 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 almost like a bit of the creation type power. If you believe in the, the story of creation or the abilities of mm-hmm. God, that's almost like we've got that in us, which means, you know, there you hear that we are part of God or we are God. We are part yep. of source. And that's, and again, this is stuff I'm only recently learning. And, and it's, it's amazing that, that most of us don't know that. And we are creators. I am a creator. That's one of my affirmations. It's in the app as well. I am a creator. Um, it, it, it gives you the power. It puts the power in your hands. Um, a lot of church, churches, religion. That's why um, even growing up in church, I used to go to church seven days a week because that's oh, what wow. my parents did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. That's what my parents did. But then as I got older, I realized religion is set out to divide. Why yes, are there so many? Uh, yes. On my street alone, there's five churches. Oh, and, <laughs> okay, why do we need five churches if there's one power, one source, and we all have the one goal? We we want to be optimistic. We want to yes. love one another. We want to serve one another. What else is there? What's the other goal? Yeah. Honestly. No. And, 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 and that's one thing that I have issue with organized religion a lot of times is because organized religion... <sighs> let's be honest the wars have been caused because of religion and it's like and i'm not saying i don't i'm not saying that i have a problem with people being religious that's not what i'm getting at but when you've got two different religions let, let's take let's take the uh, protestant reformation for example and you've got you know the 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 uh like division off of the catholic church and you've got you know essentially lutherans that divided off of that and then there was like all this stress and 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 just animosity and battles and all, you know all I mean look at look at Henry VIII and then look at you know the the Spanish Inquisition and all these kinds of things and it's like but you all believe in the same God mm-hmm. and it does and it just blows my mind that why if you all believe in the same God would you argue Fight. over how you worship the same God yeah the war in your way is better than mine yes it's not or. Or the Sabbath versus going to church on Sunday, Saturday versus Sunday. Yes. Like it really gets to the minute detail. I, I was telling you, I grew up in, uh, in in a very restricted church home. I wasn't allowed to wear pants. 
Wow. Until I went to college. I wasn't allowed to pierce my ears because it was the, 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 the what, is, what, is the, what is the religion? It's um, Protestant. Protestant. I can't even Protestant. say the word right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yes, thank you again. <laughs> and my, 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 immigration, my immigration is stepping in. But it, it, I mean, it was just women are supposed to be women, wear skirts all the time, no jewelry, don't expose yourself, cover up, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then once I, once I, I started watching the people around me who were going to church, and they weren't always just friends, they weren't family. I'm talking about the community itself. It was just like, okay. You are going to church, you're preaching all this stuff, you're following all these rules, yet you're like, you're miserable. Yes. And you're unhappy. And then you are going, you're, you're cursing people out. And you go to church. I was going to say, yeah. And you're a jerk you to are, other people. It's like. Yeah, you're unhappy until it's Sunday, until you're at church. Then I realized, okay, so if I follow these rules, that I don't get these results. So I started becoming, and then realizing uh, another thing I realized, it, it kind of moved me. I started moving away from the religion to spirituality. There you and go. To where, to, to where I'm at today. Where I'm at is a whole different level. I'm, I'm an infinite being. I am a creator. Like, I am part of God. Like, I'm yes. part of the, I create my world and my reality. What really irks me is that, as uh, Peter would say from Family Guy, what <laughs> grinds my gears. <laughs> That is awesome. Oh, that's so great. I use that sometimes too. And then I go, God, that's Peter Griffin. <laughs> what grinds my gear is that when church people are going through something, through a struggle, and it's a hard time, and then their answer is, God will take care of it. Yeah. Um, no, you won't. God says without work, faith is dead. Without you actually doing anything, you're getting nothing. If that was the case, everybody would be rich. Everybody would be fed. There'd be no world hunger. You see why I'm angry? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's I, well. And, you know, honestly, it was it was it was it was an early age right around the time I stopped going to church was when I noticed that people pulling out of the church parking lot were honking at each other and practically giving each other the finger because someone cut them off. I'm like, okay, something doesn't add up here. <laughs> you know, it's like you just were in there singing songs together and, and, and talking about the same guy. And now just because someone inconvenienced you for a few seconds, you're going to sit there and honk the horn and get mad at them and raise your fist. And, and it's, I, uh, I let me give you my last two cents on this because I know my family's listening, my community's <laughs> listening. We're very Haitian. I mean, every Haitian or every every uh, like the culture is very God driven and church driven and very religious in that sense. <laughs> and I am the black sheep out of that that group. And I know they're listening. And I don't want to say too much, even with my own fiance. Like he, I got him to start going to church, and he hasn't been in a while. And I'm so proud of him, and I'm happy that he's doing it. But I'm also on a different level too, because here's why. Here's my last two cents on this, and I'm gonna jump off, get off the wagon on this because <laughs> I don't want nobody calling me and telling me anything I don't need to hear. I believe, I believe that church is just a motivational speech every Sunday that people need to get them through the week, and then they they need a refill every week they go in they get pumped up because what happens in church if you listen to tg jakes he tells you you have the power god god, god is in control you he's equipped you to do what you he's gonna make a breakthrough and i believe that i believe in god don't get me wrong oh yeah I yeah believe i believe that. in a higher power of some form whether it's you know whether whether it's the 
and I've, I've used this term that I always pictured for the longest time, and I still, I mean, from The Simpsons, the, the old guy with the white beard sitting in a throne kind of thing is one of the personifications that they that they throw at us, you know, and I think it's it's more of a source. I believe in that, that you know, the, I do believe in the Big Bang, but I think somebody had to put that there. You know, they say Thank that you. the whole universe started from from something the size of an acorn. Well, who put that there? And mm -hmm. that to me is God. That to me is that, you know, because I've had people, you know, they use that whole argument where it's like, well, how can God let this happen? And how could God let that happen? And I believe the the analogy that I use with people is, are you familiar with the, the painter Jackson Pollock? No. He he did these things called drip paintings. And what they basically were, he was he was like one of these uh, uh, artists back in the 40s, 50s or whatever. And, and they... Uh, I'm, it's not my kind of thing, but you know, you see them in some some uh, uh, you know businesses and that, and they're basically the size of a wall. It's just a bunch of splatters of paint, okay? But he's one of these like really famous uh, impressionists, or not even impressionists. I can't remember I, what there was an art, artist group. Uh, I should know this. I had an art, you know, a couple art history classes. I was an art major, but I can't remember. Anyway, whatever. Um, the thing is, is that when he threw the paint, he didn't know exactly where it was going to land. But he had the he had the will to throw the paint. And I think that God basically was like, OK, we're going to make this planet. We're going to put some people on it. We're going to let them do, you know, and, 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 you know, I believe in evolution. I believe in Darwinism. But I think, again, something had to get that spark going. And then at that point, it's like, OK, you know what? I'm just going to stand back and, and let it happen. Every once in a while, I might intervene. You know, if you if you you follow the Bible and believe in the Bible and all that kind of stuff, sure, maybe that stuff happened. Who's there to really prove that it did or didn't? You know, but if it did or didn't, it doesn't really matter. There's still a God. There's still something that I and this is again my belief, but there's still something that had to get that spark going, that had to start that Big Bang, because I don't you know I don't think it could have happened by accident. But yeah. then then it makes you go, okay, well if there was somebody there who started the Big Bang. Where did they come from? So it, it, you could just go down a whole rabbit hole of that. <laughs> you know, who, who put them there? You know, so yeah. it's like it's 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 infinite. Yeah, it is infinite. And once you believe that you too are infinite, then it solves a lot of problems. And don't get me wrong, I I have the success I have because of the higher power. I'm on my oh, knees every every night before I go to bed. That's part of my morning, my nightly routine is to get on my knees and say a prayer before I go to bed. To be grateful for the day, good or bad, however it went out, I'm still thankful for it because there's growth coming out of it. But also I pray over my business. Because I need God's hand to steer it, you know, direct it to, to, to be able to have this conversation. Speak through me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't, don't let me speak. Speak through me because I, you've, I've been hand chosen. I've been selected on a mission to add value to an mission. I've been entrusted with this capability and I want to ensure I'm doing it right. Yeah. And so I pray over my business. I pray over my talent that it it, it 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 modifies, it gets better, it grows. I improve so that I can continue to build and add more value. I, I'm on my knees every night. But I, like I said, I, 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 I'm at a point now, I'm older and, and wiser, and I've been questioning things for a while. And I know that church is great for a lot of people because they need some type of motivation and, and positivity and stimulation because they're not doing the deep thinking that you all, you have been undergoing. Or, or what I've been doing exactly, yeah, yeah, and and, and you're right, and and <clears throat> uh, you know, and for some people, that's that's enough. That's what they need. That's what, like you said, they get the recharge, and they go through the rest of their week. By the end of the week, they're you know miserable, and then they go get recharged again. <laughs>
it's be it's beyond their scope of understanding to understand that they have the power. There's nothing wrong with church. Go, go do it. Do what you got. Do do what you got to do. But understand that um, the same power, the innate, the same power, the source the God has you. He has given you. You are made in His image. You are, um, you know, you are a child. You know. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how else to how else to put it, but this is really. Um, deep conversation. I can go on about it because I've evolved. I've evolved, Tim. I've evolved over the years. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, that's... now now I don't want to go to church on Sunday. Like I don't want to sit, especially if it's online. Now I love worship. I love singing praises. I love um um singing um um gospel songs. <laughs> and now that church is is online, it's hard for me to do that and connect. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm and... like, I love that. I'm not going. And, well, and, and that, that makes sense. And, and honestly, I, I can see that value of church, of the fellowship. You know, I've got friends, yeah. uh, I, one of my friends uh, who passed away, uh, who helped me, you know, basically sparked this podcast. Uh, 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 he was one of the people that um, uh, I would talk with him and he was he was basically an agnostic, but he was like, but he, and he was at one time he was in the seminary, but he was like, I, he loved the ritual and he loved the fellowship. That was the mm-hmm. thing that he really enjoyed about it, you know, but uh, um, and it wasn't that he didn't believe in God. He was more like, I, I'm not saying there isn't a God. I just don't have proof. And I'm thinking, well, there's proof all around us that there's something <laughs> yeah. bigger, you know, breath, breath of life, um, your kids growing up and being protected. I guess there's, there's truth everywhere, but it's, it's surrounding yourself with like-minded people. A yeah. lot of people find that community to be very helpful. Like I said, my mom still go, um, goes to the same church um, over 25 years, um, the same people. There's that need for that community, but also it's a good energy. It's good vibe when you're oh, there. Oh, yeah. Um, when, you're, when you're there, I mean, I will, I, yeah, I, I will say this. I don't, even when I went, it never seemed negative, at least in that atmosphere. It was when you got out in the parking lot is when people turned into assholes. So... <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, well, hey, Lunid, I uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. I um, uh, I'm definitely going to be checking out that app. I want to uh, you know do the whole two minute rule even and just kind of slowly slowly introduce myself to it because I'm I'm trying to get those those daily and nightly routines. Uh, but I I I've been trying to find a way to do a morning routine. I don't want to say easily, but organized. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's what it sounds yeah. like you did is you you've got it to where it's something it's it's because I, I like routine. I do like routine. And if I can get to where I'm doing something like that in the morning, that uh, I think that would be very beneficial. So I, I totally once you mentioned what the po- or what the app was, I, I definitely get the uh, the concept. So as well as your yeah. podcast. So. Yeah, thank, yeah. Thank you for um, sharing that. I've heard already feedback from it um, that it is simple. People love how simple it is. It is nine actionable items that you can do in the morning. And it tracks you. It, it tracks you doing it every day. And it, it doesn't get any easier. Love it. Love it. So, well, hey, um, I, you know, I guess have a good night now that it's, you know, essentially midnight for you, even though it's only 730. But, <laughs> <laughs> but have yourself... You heard me frustering over words, right? I told you I, can't, I, I don't know my name after six. <laughs> I did, yeah. I did kind of notice a change a little bit. I was like, wow, yep. she's right. <laughs> but no, you, you, uh, honestly, it was, it was still, it was a great conversation, and I appreciate you sharing everything that you did, and uh, and just giving you know more insight and and 
there's going to be people that that are going to hear this episode and they're going to go, yes, that's exactly what I feel. That I love that. And you were able to put it into a way where it's going to resonate with people. And that's what the whole purpose of this podcast is, is, is to give people that whole concept that that, you know, true belief that there is something more because I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I didn't think there was. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Thank you for sharing that. And I'd love to let people know how to connect with me if that's all right. Yeah, no, exactly. In fact, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, I'm going to stop recording here. So we're going to break that fourth wall again. I did it with my last episode. I decided, you know what, let's keep it organic and let people know what we're doing. So if you can stick around and I will get that information from you and, uh, we'll put it in the show notes. Awesome. And that was my conversation with Dr. Lunid Lewis. And make sure to check out her podcast, The Best Morning Routine Ever. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put a link to that in the show notes, along with links to the app, the Hit Savers app, in the show notes. Um, you know, with the holidays and everything coming around and things are starting to get a little bit scarier out there, I would definitely say just kind of, you know, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, keep yourself safe. Uh you know, and again, in the meantime, have yourselves a good day and have yourselves a good life. And don't be a wuss.